Greetings, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Thanks so much for joining me again today on this chapter of the journey, which finds us in Psalm 102, and I spotlighted verse 18, which says, Let this be written for a future generation, that a people not yet created may praise the Lord. Today's podcast is entitled, God is Grape. One of the silver linings of our family's COVID plague has been the extended amount of time that we've had with our grandson. This includes both moments of three-year-old hilarity and, of course, DEFCON 5 toddler meltdown tantrums. And one of the more endearing developments during their visit has been Milo's insistence on praying for our meal every night. Some nights, in fact, he insists that we hold hands and pray two or three random times during the meal. Uh, and then he prays and says, God is great, God is good, and we thank him for the food. The sweetness of that melts this grandfather's heart, of course. But for me, it's also witnessing the innocent openness and sensitivity of spirit in the wee one. Today's chapter, Psalm 102, is another ancient Hebrew song lyric that was written during a time of intense illness. In fact, the songwriter was not sure he was going to make it, based on the lyrics. The song begins with the writer calling out to God to hear and quickly respond, and then he pours out his angst-filled description of both medical and emotional symptoms. As the song proceeds, however, the tone of the lyric makes an abrupt switch. The writer stops focusing on his momentary circumstances and instead focuses on God's eternal nature and the perpetuity of life. It's as though the writer is saying, look, even if this is it for me and my number is up, life will go on. That which is eternal perseveres. The universe continues to expand. The next generation will emerge, and then the next, and then the next. And one of the oft-forgotten themes of the great story is that of descendants. At the very beginning of the story, God tells Adam and Eve, be fruitful, increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. And then God says to Noah and his sons, I now establish my covenant with you and your descendants. God says to Abram, I am going to make you into a great nation. Your descendants will be as many as the sand on the seashore. And then through Moses to the Hebrew people, God says, fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds and tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads and teach them to your children talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Write them on the door frames of your house and on your gates so that your days and the days of your children may be many in the land that the Lord swore to give your ancestors. The great story is a story because it continues. It goes on even when my role is over and I make my final exit. Even in the most tragic and bleak dystopian imaginings, the premise is that life endures. The story continues. 
So in the quiet this morning, I feel the lingering effects of the virus on my body and realize that at this point in my life journey, I don't bounce back the way I once did. At the same time, I listen to the unbridled energy of my grandson Milo, whose body felt none of the viral effects and who will live his earthly journey without ever remembering these weeks that he was shut in with mommy and daddy at Papa and Yaya's house. But that doesn't mean that they're not important just because he's not going to remember them. It doesn't mean that it's not important for him, and it doesn't mean that it's not important for me. No matter the narrative of my story, life will continue in his story. Life gets handed off a little bit each day as we sit around the dinner table holding hands and listening to that little voice say, God is great. Have a great day, my friend. See you back here tomorrow.